This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back to John Lyons on WEEI. Back here on WEI. Got a few things we're going to get to as we round out the hour. We are going to have Nat Gordo on with us to talk Theo Epstein and the Red Sox at 3 o'clock. First, though, uh, we've had Lewis in the truck. He's been waiting patiently for us. So we'll start this segment off with you, Lewis. Uh, welcome into the program. What do you got for us? Yes, I have, I have a question for you. Sure. Uh, regarding, uh, regarding the Patriots. Now, who do, you, who do you blame for the failure? Is it Bill Belichick or Bob Kraft? Because, and why? And number two, why haven't they been able to fix the offense? Yeah, it's, thanks, Lewis, for the call. I blame. Like, does Kraft have some blame there, Mike? I, I would think so. Of I'm course, here with Mike Kadlik, if I didn't say that already. But I look. The Patriots believe it was all Bill's fault, mm-hmm. and I had a Twitter thread about this a couple weeks ago. But they have been reports out there where they're going to empower scouts more. Yeah. Mac Jones was at Gerard Mayo's press conference. They promoted one of it. So they seem to believe it was all Bill's fault. And look, for the state of the offense, I think Bill deserves the vast majority of the play. Sure. He's in charge of personnel. The personnel was bad. He put Patricia and Judge in charge of the offense. That was a failure. So, look, does Kraft maybe deserve some blame? Yeah, okay, maybe. But I think I, I look that that's a Bill thing. Yeah. Just like I would give him credit when they innovated their offense over the year and they were so good. I think he deserves blame for the way the offense was the last two years. I think um, Belichick deserves blame for the actual product on the field. I think Kraft deserves the blame for not actually um, getting Belichick out sooner, if you will. Because I just think, and I look back at the the Brady versus Bill thing, and I'm not going to sit here and say who's more... Yeah, um, Cadillac, it was all Tom. <laughs> that's what I mean. It was like, all Tom. I'm not going to do that because I think they both had, you know... Yeah. A certain percentage, whatever. Like the, it was both of them. Remember, it's okay? reasonable radio. One, exactly. one to four p.m. But okay. but Brady would have lasted longer, and I didn't think that was actually going to happen. And I think right now, if the both of them were still here, I think they'd probably still be here. My point being is that you probably should have stuck by 
Uh, stuck by Brady more than Bill because, you know, long story short, what, Bel- Belichick-, Belichick only lasted one season longer here than Brady would have. Yeah, and, and I think, though, at the time, and maybe you and I would have believed that Brady mm-hmm. would play at least 45 right. and play well. I think it was understandable that they didn't believe that because right. no one had done it. But, yeah, to the caller's question, I, I put more blame on Belichick for yeah. that. Just like I put credit to him for how well their defense played. We did have a texter from the 774. Cad, look, any Billy O news, which is referencing the rumors that yeah. Ohio State offensive coordinator, formerly Patriots offense coordinator, Bill O'Brien, is close to and this was reported by Kevin Stone of the New England Football yeah, Journal. Guy, Kev. Yeah, in talks to become the head coach at Boston College after Jeff Halfley left. Yeah. Any, any update on it's, that, Mike? Any it, insight? It sounds like that's uh, where this thing is going, right? And O'Brien obviously was here last year, comes back as OC after about you know 10 years elsewhere. Yeah. Um, coached at the college level before. He was the head coach at Penn State, obviously. Uh, you know, made that work and did, did a great job. Yeah. Post, after the Joe Paterno. Exactly. Yeah. Post-Paterno. Um, Bill O'Brien did great there. He comes back here, doesn't have a great, you know, great season here, but uh, apparently signed on to be Ohio State's offensive coordinator under Ryan Day. Then all of a sudden, BC head coach Jeff Halfley goes to Green Bay to become their defensive coordinator, and that job is open. Bill O'Brien, a local guy from the Massachusetts area, said one of the reasons he came back here this season was because he wanted to, you know, be around the be around the area. His son, yeah. um, his son pitches at Tufts actually, and he has, you know, obviously kids and lives around here normally. And so to come back, he wanted to be here long term. Did not happen with the Patriots. So um, it sounds like there's real rumblings of this, and that's going to happen as as soon as this, you know, this coming week. And so uh, look for Billy O'Brien to maybe leave his perch at Ohio State to come back here and be the head coach of Boston College. Yeah, and the thing, like, everyone remembers Bill O'Brien as the Patriots offensive coordinator. He was born in Boston, went to St. John's Prep for high school, went to college at Brown. And also, you mentioned Penn State. He was two years at Bama as the OC, so he's got college head coaching experience, but also recent big-time Power 5 experience at Bama. I think it would be a good fit. I mean, I think he can recruit. And I think BC obviously has some limitations recruiting-wise with academic standards, but I think it would be legit. Another big thing that really stood out to me today, Mike, if you read the Boston Globe, which many of us do, uh, Bill Belichick took out a full-page ad, and he wrote a letter thanking Patriots fans. I know you mentioned it in your trending. Uh, Thanked them for all the great moments, all the support over the years, and it was just a really nice letter. And I think Belichick has the persona where he's this gruff guy that – doesn't really care about anyone, and that served him well for 20 years here as a great coach. But I thought it was just a really nice and thoughtful letter, and I think it showed, if you want to, if you want, because I know you uh, do the Six Strings pod with Andy yes. Hart, if you want to be cynical, it shows that he was fired and he really didn't want to leave. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay? But I think it really showed his connection to New England, his appreciation for the fans and for the region. He even mentioned that those six Super Bowl parades were gratitude in both directions. Yes. That the fans were thankful for the championship, but he and the team were thankful for the fans. And I just thought it was one of those things. We can get caught up in, hey, they're having a bad season. Hey, they might make a change. And, hey, this draft pick's not good enough. But I think when you zoom out and you look at the totality of the run, we know it's best run in the history of football. But I think the connection between him in the region, I, it was just really nice to see that in this letter today. It was it was awesome, and obviously, I thought the funny part was him saying that you know you might have loved my fashion sense. You also probably just tolerated yeah. my or press the letters of critiques yeah. and suggestions. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I like that he you know added some of those in there because it's one thing to have a, a PR assistant or a guy write a, a 
you know, a thoughtful letter like this. And that's what it was. And I'm sure he had involvement in it and whatever. I'm not saying that, you know, he just handed it off to a communications guy. But to have those little, you know, jabs and things in there was pretty cool. And um, it's clear, like, he... He is gruff, and he is Bill Belichick, and he does, you know, go to the podium and sometimes just scoff Snort off. Snort at you. Yeah, yeah, and, like, even when you mention the fans, he's like, well, we're just kind of focused on ourselves. Like, for him to, you know, at the end, take a step back and really show that appreciation and gratitude, um, you know, and, and respect, you know, what this region is, I thought was really, really cool because it it's they're so focused on winning. They're so focused on this day, the next day, the next day. Do what you got to do to win this day, and then we can focus on the next one. And Super Bowl driven, but really next day driven. And you really only saw Belichick, right? You know, smile and throw up the the trophy and no days off. Like that was all during those parades because they actually accomplished the final goal. Yeah, that and was for him, the culmination. Yeah, and for him to mention that so many times in this, like the the parades in Boston and the six championships, and you guys, you know, sitting through the cold and stuff like that. I just thought it was like, oh. You know, he re- he really did see us in those stands, and he really did understand, like, what he meant and what this whole thing meant to this city and this region for the last 20 yeah, years. Yeah, and I think, look, the Patriots over the last 20 years have really gobbled up their uh, fair share of pink hat and fair weather <laughs> fans. Course. But I think Belichick knows that the core of Patriots fans, and I, and I would say Boston sports fans in general, are really intelligent fans. And, yes, yeah. they have high standards, but re- and we see with a lot of our callers, right? Like, people understand how hard it was for to do what the Patriots did. Yeah. And I think he realizes that, and I think that's where you saw the appreciation from him. It was just, again, I, I as a proud owner of two Belichick-style sweatshirts, <laughs> although the sleeves are on them, Mike, uh, <laughs> I thought it was just it was really nice because you didn't know if you were going to get that. Right. Right, because there was, you know, at first it's they, they're parting ways. Is he going to coach somewhere else? He doesn't and, answer questions at the press conference. <laughs> right, and then he hasn't spoken at all right, really right. publicly. And then it's like, okay, he interviewed in Atlanta. He talked to the commanders. But you don't really know what was going on. Right. And I don't know if he planned on having this this particular weekend when there's no football games or if he waited until the he didn't end up getting not, a yeah, job. and right. said Because I, I think he would have done this either way. I, I wonder if the timing was just, hey, I'm going to wait until the coaching cycle is over or the first Sunday with no football games yeah. and put it out then. But I think you saw a real appreciation and a real connection for – it was funny, you even mentioned, you know, how many teams are responsible for six states. Yeah, you know, right. He saw the connection there, and he mentioned how people would come out in really hot training camp practices all the way through snow and wind and rain and playoff games. So I think there was a real appreciation there, Mike, and I think maybe over the years he didn't always – express it and a lot of you know because he's just driven to the next day right but i think what we read today in the boston globe i really do believe is how he really felt 100%. about the region and the fans all along. yeah it was the, it was again that that step back and for him to say one of the lines i love too and i'm reading it in front of me is like the six times you packed boston by the millions for parades that were truly a two-way expression of gratitude the images from those days are burned in my memory yeah. like i love i love thinking that belichick is like yeah i remember standing you know in you know wherever they would end at Boston, City Hall Plaza, yeah, City Hall yeah. Plaza, right with the trophy and seeing all like the the fact that the guy who was so you know emotionless and yeah. you know grumpy, well, and he mentioned, frankly, and at he time. mentioned training camp. Yeah, so obviously you cover the Patriots, you're down at training camp all the time. I go to training camp pretty regularly. Yeah, and it's standing room only. Right, a few years ago, summer of 2019, I went to Cleveland Browns training camp, and this is when they had some hype around them. It was like half the amount yeah, of people right. there as you would see at Gillette Stadium. So, and that's not unique to that. We see that all across the NFL. So, right. again, I thought it was a really nice letter, great sentiments to him, and uh, hopefully we see him back on the sidelines yeah. next year. We'll see if Jerry Jones comes around on things. But yeah. I'm really excited for our next segment, Mike, 
We have Nat Gordo coming on because, again, biggest news of the week, arguably. Yep. Theo Epstein is back. He's, He's going to help baby. us break down that and some other Red Sox stuff right after this break.